This is Pastor Doyle Jackson, and I want to invite you to celebrate Christmas with us. At the church next door this year, our theme is True Story. The Christmas story is true. It's real. Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea. Come celebrate with us the truth of the Christmas story and how it can change your life. Let me invite you right now. I want to invite you to the church next door this Christmas. Visit our website at thechurchnextdoor.org. That's thechurchnextdoor.org. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. He shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Welcome back to Your Next Step. It is the Christmas season, and Pastor Doyle and I, Pastor Doug, we are talking to you about relationships here during the Christmas time. Pastor Doyle, as you've uh, uh, mentioned, a lot of people are are lonely at this time of year. Yeah, I I think a lot of people are lonely, and I think also some of the things that have gone on in our world have kind of retrained us to spend more time alone. What what percentage of the people out there do you think are introverts? Oh man, I 50-50, I don't know, 70-30. That's what I wonder. I yeah. wonder if it's half the people are are introverts, you know, and the other half are extroverts. Uh I think that a lot of us and I know you and I we tend to lean toward the mm-hmm. introvertedness and I think that's seminary. I can just be honest. Yeah. Seminary takes all the extrovert out of you. They force <laughs> you to sit in a library all the time. That's that's and, correct. and they retrain your brain. But but uh I, I think that um we use our personality type as an excuse. Mm-hmm. And then I think on top of that the generationally, we're gonna talk about that today. Generationally, uh the younger you are in our world the more lonely you are right now. Yeah. But Jesus came to, to cure that. Emmanuel wants to change that, and that's what we're going to talk about today on Your Next Step. We need love, don't we? We need to know that there's other people that value us and that we need to know that that we're important. That's, what, that's part of being in church. It's part of being with God's people. That's part of what it is. And that's what we're talking about today. We're, we're talking about relationship. We're talking about the Christmas time is one of those times when you and I want to lean into relationship. You know, grandmas and grandpas and moms and dads, they're always like, oh, I hope to get to see you at Christmas, right? Because they, they want that relationship. They want that connection. And see, behind the story of Christmas is God felt that way about you and about me. See, God knew that the relationship was broken. And so God said, you know what? I love you so much. I'm going to put on human flesh. I'm going to live among you. And that's what Christmas is about. Christmas is a celebration that God loved us so much that he said the broken separation between us and him needed to be solved. And so he said, you know what? I'm willing to be human. I'm willing to know what it's like to be cold. I'm willing to know what it's like to be hot. I know I'm willing to be uh, to what to know what it's like to be hungry. That's what God said. This is God's testimony about how important you are. When you think about it that way, think about it. See, in every relationship, every relationship is tested 
by what you're willing to go through for the sake of the other, right? And so God said, I'm willing to be hungry. I'm willing to be tired. I'm willing to know what it's like to, to, to walk on a dusty road. I'm willing to know what it's like to be rejected, to be spat upon, to have his beard pulled out. I'm, I'm willing to, to feel the total rejection of the cross so that the Messiah could give you a relationship with God. That's what Christmas is about. Christmas is, is about this very real tension that every relationship feels of the give and take and the love and the, the power of it. And so for you and I to talk about Christmas time and not realize that and, and realize how important relationship is to God, how important you are to God and how important I am to God. See, that's why we have to take a little bit of time at Christmas time to think about that. Yeah, there's people that don't believe in God that are helping their neighbors, but, but guess what? They're rubbing elbows with the church. They're finding out about our why, what gives us meaning and purpose. What about us establishes the, the moral code that says, love your neighbor as yourself. Do unto others as you would have them do. See, see it's, it's, it's a biblical worldview. And right now, in these shaking times, in these topsy-turvy times that you and I live in, your relationship with God and how you behave becomes extremely important to the world around you because you're rubbing in the midst of the shaking, and that's why it's important. So as we talk about Christmas time, as we unpack these relationships, as we think about that, I wanted to take just a moment of your time because some of you don't know our mission and vision as a church, okay? The mission of the church next door is to move people closer to God. That means every day we want to look for ways to help people begin to imagine that God's love might be appropriate for them. To help them imagine that this world didn't just happen, but that it was designed intentionally. It, it's in perfect harmony. The way the, way the sun and the, and the moon and the stars and the earth rotate and sit on its axis is just too perfect. It's too much like art. It's too much just to imagine that it just happened perfectly. We have to believe in a designer. And that God has, wants a relationship with us, okay? Now, our vision is to meet people where they are the Jesus way. What, what that means is the way we move people closer to God is we show up the way Jesus did. See, Jesus stepped into our world in human flesh. We talked about that just now. And so what you and I want to do is every day we get up and we go to school, we go to work, we go into the community, we go into different places, we go into relationship, and you and I, in those relationships, we're wearing our God worldview. We're wearing who we are because of what Christ Jesus did for us on the cross. That's what it means to be a Christian. Because my worldview changed the moment that I believed in God exists, but then it got even tighter when I said I believe that, that a God that would show up and die for me is exceptional and worthy of my love, worthy of my devotion, worthy of my worship, worthy of my time. You realize there is no other God like that. I, I challenge you. Compare all the religions of the world. They do not have a God that would die for you. They, they, have, they have lots for you to do. What God has for you is a relationship. He says, 
Know that you're valuable. Know that you're loved. Receive my grace. And out of that grace, you'll be transformed. And you'll, re- you'll respond to the world around you differently. Yes, you will do things a whole lot differently because of that relationship. And see, this is what's going on as, as we look at that. Now, because we're supposed to show up and impact our world every day, what's incumbent upon us is to understand our world, to think about our world, to, to, to look at our world. Uh, recently, I got an email from Barna. Barna is a Christian organization that does statistics, and, and they, they, they follow what's going on in our culture. And they said loneliness is a growing problem in the United States. How can that be? How can loneliness be a problem in the United States? We're, we're, we're the most developed culture in history. We have hot and cold running water. We have resources like no other group of people. In the world. How can we be lonely? I mean, after all, we're very digitally connected, right? You could see things that I'm doing every day, and, and yet we're lonely. Yet you and I have been through a, a, a series of events that's actually challenged us that it's probably not healthy for you to be around other people. And then you and I have to say, well, hold it. It's not healthy for me to not be around people either. There's another side to that coin. Is there there not a way that I can be around people and do that healthily? Yes. What we're saying is this. We're saying that we were designed for relationship by our creator. He wants a relationship with us, and we need a relationship with one another. And so in the difficulty of all relationships, we got to figure out how to have those relationships, right? And what Barna is saying is that right now our world feels very alone. And you and I need to be honest. We've taken steps, and at times we've agreed to those steps that that increase the loneliness factor in our world, and that's wrong. For you and I, as Christ followers, not to step in to that loneliness gap, not to somehow say, well, what would Christ Jesus have me do about that? So what's interesting is as you look at it from Barna, he says 19% of boomers report feeling lonely for at least some of each day. So boomers, okay, you know the boomers, right? We we tend to to feel that 18%. What's interesting is Generation X, the number rises. So as you get younger, they feel more lonely. This doesn't make sense to me. 33% of the time for Gen X and 46% of the time for millennials. Now hold it just a second. They are the most connected of any generation. They actually know how to use every app on their phone. You understand what I'm saying? And yet they feel lonely, and yet you and I are told, well, the the key to your loneliness, of course, is just another one of those apps, you know, you can meet somebody. But what you and I both know is this, the ultimate goal of, of any matchmaking app is not to have a virtual relationship. Hello? Right? The reason you go on a matchmaking app is so that someday... You might get to see the person, maybe go to dinner. Woo, maybe we can hold hands. We'll stop there. We're in church, right? See, don't, don't, we, we've, we've actually bought into an idea in this time that somehow we can have a virtual relationship. And be clear on this, I am not against the virtual world. We've invested more time, more energy, more money into being a church that's 100% digital and 100% personal, in person, both and. 
See, we've lived in an extreme for a period of time saying that somehow the, the, the digital can replace the relationship. No, it's a supplement to it. It may be a part of it, but it is not all there is to it. Because you and I, we love hearing one another's heartbeat, don't we? We love seeing one another smile and feeling the presence of what, like just, 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 just a moment ago when we were singing, and, and, and I know it's wonderful online, and we want you to watch online, we're for that, okay? But man, to hear your voices in this room next to me, it, it lets me know that, that I'm not the only one who wants to welcome the Holy Spirit, right? See, there's something about community. There's something that we need to do. And yet our world keeps trying to to meet that loneliness need in other ways. Did you realize that, now, now be clear on this, I'm for you having pets. My father is a veterinarian. I can promise you, I've had more pets than you've ever imagined of greater, I've had a pet pig. I've had cows, horses, multitude of different kinds of dogs and cats. I even had a pet skunk. Yeah, and you thought your reptile was cool. Skunks are much cooler. You want to watch the neighborhood run when you walk your skunk? (laughs) We actually lived in in a suburban neighborhood when we had the pet skunk. Oh, man, that was so much fun. You know, that's one way to keep people away, have a pet skunk. I digress. My point is, we live in a world, 67% of Americans have at least, 67% of households have at least one pet. We're trying to, to, to connect with something. And can I just tell you, as much as I love pets, and it's biblical, it's biblical for me to say to you that you are designed to have a relationship with animals. That's what Genesis tells us. But you were meant to be above them. They're not equal to you. And, and so can I just, listen, You are the power broker with your cat. I'm sorry. You think they run the house, but you really are in charge. You know what I'm saying? If you have a a pet in your home, you are in charge. You are the power broker. I realize if you have a, a, a big cat like the crazy people on Netflix, please don't do that. You... Can I, can I just say, if you have one of those large cats, you know, a lion or a tiger, you may think you're Tiger King. All I know is this, okay? Ultimately, you can put it in a cage. See, in, 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 the, in the secular world, in the workplace, if we talk about someone having the power like that, it's sometimes dangerous, isn't it, to the relationship? What happens is when you and I accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, He is the power player in the relationship, and He levels out your relationship with all other humanity because He says all human beings are valuable. You know, people tell me things they're like, you know, Sunday morning is the most divided time in America. Baloney. Come to the church next door. Look around you right now. Look around you. See their profile. <laughs> You see people of multiple age ranges. You see people of, of, of an unbelievable background in terms of religious background and ethnicity. They've all been brought together, what, under the umbrella of Christ Jesus. This is not a new phenomenon for us. We, we've been, this is part of who we've been for a very long time. That's a lie. It's a lie that Sunday morning is the most divided time in America. It just keeps being repeated. Don't buy into it. Say, it's not my experience. My experience is to be loved, to be valued, because I'm a human being. See, 
And what's happened is this. We have an increasing number of people who feel lonely. What happens if you watch any nature documentary? What, what, happens, what happens if they get you separated from the herd? You're vulnerable. And see, what's going on is we, we, have, we have individuals and we have a culture that keeps telling us, you feel lonely, you are lonely, and, 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 and the next thing you know, Satan, the evil one, tries to convince you that no one loves you, that you're not valuable, and, and he's trying to separate. Why? So he can destroy you. But you and I have a different worldview, Right? Because we, we know Christ Jesus. Because we've come to believe that, that, that the world that's so beautiful as it is, and it, it is creative as it is, and, and beautiful in design as it is, it didn't just happen. So now that I know God, and as I get to know God, and I recognize that my relationship with Him is, is largely determined, established through that relationship through the Messiah, Jesus. That's what Christmas is about. That's how I got to, got to really feel Him in the flesh and the blood and through that. And so because I know Christ Jesus, now I know this. Number one, I know where I came from. That's my origin. Number two, I, I know what the meaning and purpose of life is. It's about connecting with that God and, and people around me under that salvation that comes through Christ Jesus. And then it establishes for me what's right and wrong, how I treat one another. And then finally, my ultimate destiny. See, that's the worldview that you and I have, and that's what Christmas celebrates. Christmas is a celebration that you and I know the living God through the Messiah, Jesus Christ. We know where we came from. That's origin. We know what our meaning and purpose is. That's meaning. We know how right and wrong, morality, and then finally, we know our ultimate destiny. Folks, that's the ultimate relationship. And that's what, that's what we interpret our life and the way we relate to the world around us in, see? Now, when you and I look out at the world around us, and we see that they're lonely, you and I have the answer. It's as simple as Lynn looking at me and saying, I love you. <laughs> it's as simple as you looking at your neighbor and saying, I'm so glad you're my neighbor. I love being a part of this neighborhood. I enjoy being a part of a community like you. See, that's part of it, that, that celebration. It comes out of your relationship with God. We have answers for our generations. You have answers for your generation, but you have answers for the generation above you and the ones that are younger than you, whoever you are. You have answers because of your relationship with God. And, and Jesus, if we're doing this the Jesus way, he shows us how to do it. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 through 37, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd, separated from the herd, vulnerable. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Do you hear Jesus just, just plea with the disciples? He said, guys, can you not see the pain they're in? Can you not see the loneliness? Can you not see the world around you? How they, they have no one to gather them and say, come on, it's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. That's what mom and dad God be are doing today. They're going around their community. They're going around the people and they say, we're going to be okay. Yes, that storm shook us. But we remember what's most important in our life right now, don't we? We, we have something strong. We're not alone. We're together. See, that's what you and I do every day. Every day, we walk around and we encourage people. We point them towards the light. We point them towards it. So what should I do? Do what Jesus did. 
Look closely at your community. Who needs good news? Who do you see right now that needs a little bit of encouragement? Do you know the people that live around you on the apartment building that you're in, in, in your neighborhood? Do you know the people that, that, that work in, in your office space? Do you know the people in your class? Do you know the people on your floor? Do you know the people around you? See, you and I have to pause for just a second. We have to, we have to just say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Take a breath. God, what would you have me see in the world around me right now? And how should I respond as you would have me respond? That's what I call the Corey Ten Boom prayer. She used to pray that, Lord, help me see the people around me today as you would have me see them and respond accordingly. She walked into a prison camp in the middle of the Holocaust, sharing Jesus every day. Folks, I think I can, I can love the people of Columbus. That's an easy assignment. See, that's the kingdom of God. That's what, that's what this is all about. Respond with compassion, not judgment or frustration over the broken hearts around you. When Jesus saw the people, he saw, oh man, the lies, the harassment that they're getting, it's not right. That's why I've come. Finally, share the kingdom message. Proclaim that God created you. Proclaim that there is hope in Jesus Christ. Christmas is your free pass to talk about God. I just love Christmas time. Why do you love Christmas time? Because of Christ, the Messiah. There are people that will never darken the doors of church, but they will come because you invite them at Christmas. I know a family a couple of years ago, I don't even know what I was doing. I said, why don't you come on Christmas Eve? Because of their cultural background, they felt like they had to come. I didn't know that. Since then, I now know that, and so I invite lots of people from their cultural background. Woo-hoo! I love it. See, some of you, you're like, sure, I'll be there, and then you're just lying to the pastor. Shame on you. Shame on you. All right. They came, but they brought their friends. And their friends started coming every Christmas Eve. Their friends moved to Pennsylvania, and then they would drive back on Christmas Eve to be here. They came with their baby one year. I remember standing back there, and they said, would you pray over our baby? And I knew they were from a different religious background. I said, you realize I'm a pastor, yeah? I said, can I pray anything I want to pray? They said, yep. All right, give me the baby. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this life. It's created by you. I pray your blessing over from the top of his head to the soles of its feet. I pray that one day this child will proclaim you, Jesus, as Lord. That he'll do well in school, be strong and healthy for your glory in your name. Amen. There you go. <laughs> they kept coming to Christmas Eve for several years. I know others. Weather doesn't look good. I don't think I'm going to make it. Why, 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 why do we struggle over this? Why? What's going on in our world? What's, what's happening to us? I love this quote from Moses. Sometimes you read the Bible and you don't think about who's saying it. This is Moses. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. Oh, praise the greatness of our God. That's Moses. See, you and I have a, an invitation to proclaim the message of God. This is Pastor Doyle Jackson, and I want to invite you to celebrate Christmas with us. At the church next door this year, our theme is True Story. The Christmas story is true. It's real. Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea. 
Come celebrate with us the truth of the Christmas story and how it can change your life. Let me invite you right now. I want to invite you to the church next door this Christmas. Visit our website at thechurchnextdoor.org. That's thechurchnextdoor.org. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. When we gather together like this every day, I think it's really important that we, we think about how are we inviting God into this situation. So every day, I want to take a little bit of a moment to pray, to ask God to move in our world. You know, life can get crazy. So today, let's pray for God to be our refuge in the storms of life. Lord, thank you today that you are more than a lifeboat. God, you, you rescued us, yes. You have saved us. You, you saved us from sin. You, you saved us from darkness. We, we agree. Lord, we have confessed our sins and you've cleansed us of our sins. But God, you're just our refuge. You know, it, it, the scripture says, as a deer panteth for water, so my soul pants for you. Right now, God, we, we just want you to know life is hard. There is still evil in this world, and there are storms of life. There are challenges. People question us, and we we are heartbroken at times. And so today, we just want you to know we look to you like that deer to refresh us. We, we are like David when he hung out in the caves. God, we come to you, and we trust you to take up our cause, to meet our needs, you are our refuge. We thank you for your Psalms because they encourage us. We know how the words of people have been like like sharp teeth of an animal against us and we feel that pain. God, we know the, the harassment and the evil of this world that presses against us. We resonate with David's words in the Psalms, but like David, We come to you. We throw ourselves before you like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. We say, Father, if there's any way that you can take this from us, please do. Lord, help us to know if the problems we face are our own doing or if this is you working out your best in our life because we want your best and we trust you. You are our refuge today. We rely on you completely and wholeheartedly in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, that was so good. Didn't you enjoy that prayer? Well, would you like more help learning to pray? Then go to yournextstepnow.com. That's right, yournextstepnow.com. Give us your email and we'll give you our free prayer guide. It's an ebook. You can download it. You'll have it right there. And you can join us daily as we learn to pray. We ask God for great things. You know, it will change your life to pray daily. And we need your help. We need your support, your prayer support. So give us your email today at yournextstepnow.com. Your Next Step is the ministry of the church next door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued. But to financially support the ministry, visit thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. That's thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. Of course, we'll be glad to send you a gift of thanks in return. For more resources to guide and grow your faith, you can visit doylejackson.com. That's D-O-Y-L-E jackson.com. If you need prayer or have questions, text us at 888-644-4034. That's 888 888- 
644-4034. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next time for Your Next Step.